Welcome to the Digitally Native podcast, a podcast that explores what it means to be digital and to live digital lives. I'm your host, Fungai, and together we will explore a range of topics and trends around digital and social media and digital innovation. So grab a drink, buckle up, and let's get right into it. Hello, I hope you're having a great week. Uh, Welcome to another podcast episode. This week, I am starting another two-part episode or two-part series with the lovely Tiffany Kagure Mugo, who um, is the co-founder of Hola Africa and has been writing for many years about sex and sexuality online, sex positivity, queer sex, and a whole lot of other things. Um, So again, we are having a two-part episode and I hope that you will enjoy it. Please, as always, give us feedback on uh, what you found interesting or anything else really that you might find uh, that you would want to share about uh, the podcast or this episode in particular. You can find us at Native Podcast on Twitter, info at Digitally Native Podcast on email. Otherwise, you can find us as well uh, on LinkedIn or Facebook, the Digitally Native Podcast with Fungai Machirori. Um, also, We run a monthly newsletter, which we send out every last week of the month. So if you want to be added to our mailing list, please have a look at our website to find the subscribe button. You can find the website at www.info, not info, www.digitallynativepodcast.com. I really look forward to hearing from you and I'll let Tiffany take it away right now. I am joined today by Tiffany Kaguremugo, and I'm so grateful to you for your time, Tiffany. I will not try to introduce you, and I'll give you the floor to introduce yourself and uh, with all your multiple hats and awesomeness. You see, that's always very stressful, because now you've got to flex on your own life <laughs> and be like, yeah, so I'm the bad bitch in the game in this and this and this. No, but yes. hi, I am Tiffany Kaguremugo. <laughs> um, I am the curator and founder of Hala Africa. I am the host of the Basically Life podcast. Uh, what else? Curator of Touch, Sex, 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 Sexuality, and Sensuality, and the author mm-hmm. of Quirky Quick Guide to Having Great Sex. And right now, guys, my most salient identity, if that's even the word I'm supposed to use, is mm-hmm. a psychology student who is being dribbled. <laughs> dribbled, my G. Yarr. I'm shooketh. That is like literally my ultimate like identity marker right now. Not being a daughter, a queer, a curator. Forget that mess. Mm-hmm. A psychology student who's been psychologist. <laughs> it's new sitting. It's new sitting new. Hey, hey, hey! I, you know what? It's fine. Let's just do the thing. But yeah, so that's what I do when I am out in the streets. Right in the streets. Well, you know, I every time I talk to you regardless of what space it is you just have this energy that's just very much tiffany like you are an individual you are not replicable you are just one of a kind and it's always amazing to just tap into that and just be like yeah this is tiff um i love you i love you for that Oh, I love you too. I love you too. I've known you for such a long time and you've always been this like exuberant source of abundant energy. And I just want to start back from a long time ago. I mean, like now when I talk to people and I'm like, hey, how long have we been on this digital lifestyle? And it's like, oh, it's been over 10 years. 
And it's it's amazing that you know people found each other in those in those times and those spaces and that they're still in conversation and they're still in contact. And I mean the spaces are changing and shifting and evolving. But taking it back all the time ago, I think one of the spaces where you were most vocal was This Is Africa. Um, I think you had a column or you you constantly contributed content about sex and sex positivity along with Nana, um, Nana Dakwad Sechiama. And then you were also doing Hola Africa. So take me back about 10 or so years to what you saw happening in the space that made you say, hey, you know what, let's start this collective of voices. But also, you know, let me get into the blogs and start talking about sex and sex positivity. Okay, number one, exposing my whole big age, hey? (laughs) All of us, at this point, all of us is old, girl. We all it's been in the streets until the last 10 years. What are you like? (laughs) Um, yeah, so that space, like I always want to try and pretend that the stuff that I do is intentional, but Mm -hmm. it's really not, right? So, like, even (laughs) with sex, and when I was contributing to this is Africa, my my bio and my sort of vibe used to be like I write about politics and other less and other more fun topics. Mm -hmm. So I started writing about politics and um that's where I got into the space from. And then it was a case of like, I wrote like one sex article. And because there was like, like the way you said, it was like me and Nana. And I think that was it. Mm. Right. So now every time the person who was running, this is Africa would constantly be like, no, but don't you have another idea about like mm-hmm. sex and sexuality? And then, and, and then during the time, that's when like, I was trying to figure out like my own sexuality as well. And mm-hmm. just trying to like figure out everything. So everything started like, molding to become this thing where I if I was not writing about sexuality I was writing about sex so I was either writing Mm. about queerness Mm. I was writing about sex and um so like on the one hand we were seeing that there was not that much content around like actual sex Mm -hmm. and like link to sexuality like on the internet space so Mm -hmm. that's what Hola Africa became about because like during that time it was a case of like, every time you wrote about sexuality, it's like Sogi rights. We didn't even have yeah. the phrase Sogi rights there right. during that time. It was LGBT rights, not even the mm-hmm. QIA plus. Mm-hmm. And everything was quite serious. And so now even like when you Googled stuff like African lesbian, all that came up was like Zanella Moholi's like really sad photos. Like, look, talented photographer, do the things, be in the streets. But it was like sad Zanella Moholi photos or like, what they used to call collective rape, a corrective mm, rape, corrective which rape, is now yeah. called um, homophobic rape, right? Mm. So now we're like, this is not the way to archive these lives, right? Mm-hmm. So we started like, Holla actually started as a blog just to write general stories, but mm-hmm. people just wanted to write about sex. People wanted right. to know about sex, right? And mm. it's the same way, like even my writing, like on This Is Africa and stuff was, I, I actually didn't write about queer sex. I just write about like, you know, sex in general mm. type thing. Mm. And it was just this, you could clearly see the internet had this like hunger for like sex that wasn't porn, right? Yeah. Love porn. Like I'm going to go on record, love porn, got my videos, got my faves. But like, okay. you know, where people were archiving their stories and like, mm. you know, giving advice and doing the narratives and all of this mm. was coming from abroad, right? So like mm. even with us with like Holla, like, there was nothing like that on the continent. Everything right. was 
autostraddle or like a UK version or whatever, but there was nothing for like queer women or queer folks here. Right. And so, yeah. So like those just like, I, I guess it was one of those really serendipitous things where I was in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I could be a big fish in a pond that didn't even exist, right. let alone a small right. pond. So like mm. mixing and then at the time mixing sex positivity, which we didn't even call it that then. We were just writing sex. Right. <laughs> so mixing like sex and sexuality, which you would have thought somebody would have done, mm-hmm. but nobody did it. Like, right. like now... 10 years on, it's a no-brainer, right? Can I swear on this podcast? What's I up? don't know about that. No, but you've already done it. So like, that, 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 one, will let, that one will let go. That one will let so go. That one will let go. I get one <laughs> yes. free one every podcast. One okay, free cool. one. One free one. Um, so like, you'd think that it's a no-brainer, but mm-hmm. like at this moment in time, but at the time, like the two were also very separate. Right. Um, and also people were just not curating. Like it was literally just Nana in the game. Like yeah. it was literally just Nana in the game. And that's also, Nana is a huge part of why I started writing because she mm. encouraged me to write and I'd mm. write for adventures and stuff. And having that safe space to write right. made it easier to write in other spaces. So then I could go and say stuff with my chest on right. this is Africa because I'd had that safe space of adventures to try yeah. out writing about sex because much as people think it's easy, guys, writing about sex is actually not easy. Like yeah. it comes out... You you remember there was a time Ben Oakley won a prize for worst sex scene. Ben oh, Oakley, yes, yes, yes I it do was remember. Very embarrassing. Yes, very embarrassing. yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, a Booker Prize winning author being put that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then talking about that and you know writing about something that's still considered very taboo on the continent. I mean, you've said there's there's been a little bit more happening in the space since those times, but I, I haven't really, I can't say I've seen like a lot of people jumping onto the, not to call it a bandwagon, but jumping on to say, hey, let's talk about sex. And it's still considered a very taboo topic. Um, what then, like, I mean, at that point, like you say, pretty much Nana is one of the very few people that you can consistently say, you know, hey, this is a person who's constantly put themselves out there and said, look, I am sex positive and I'm going to talk about my sex life and I'm going to curate things about sex and sexuality. What makes you then come in and say, you know what, there's just maybe one of two other people doing this that I can actually, you know, see. And I'm just going to put myself in there as well. So, like, for me, um, like the way I said, like, Nana created that safe space. And it's been very interesting to see the ways in which people will jump on and jump off, right? Mm-hmm. So, one of the conversations I actually recently had with Nana is um, about how sex positivity has become more of a movement. But the problem is, it's still in its, not, I don't know whether it's in its soundbite phase or it is kind of a soundbitey thing. So, like, you'll have people, like, doing live threads about getting... Mm-hmm. Um, for the interest of sex positivity, I will use this phrase, did out, right? Mm-hmm. But the analysis that had come, say, maybe with earlier forms of feminism, where you can like, you know, you can point to this pivotal work or that pivotal work, there mm-hmm. isn't that, right? Mm-hmm. So like with mm-hmm. sex positivity, because I think also part of the space it came up in, in like this digital media space, whereas like, you know, other forms of feminism and like movements came up in times where people were writing whole books, 
whole papers was it was centered around academia it was centered around literature like mm-hmm. big thinking right now people anyone with like an ig account and or a twitter account or even a facebook live can go online and say the things or even a podcast type thing right and right. so you see the space is more populated but not with that sort of gravitas that mm-hmm. other sort of movements and other sort of like waves of things have had because mm-hmm. you'll have somebody who will go online and like the way i said they'll just have a live or whatever and it'll be like a sound bite and then sometimes what they say is slightly problematic and mm-hmm. but at least there is that notion where there are some people who are coming up in like a more curated way like for example mm-hmm. the spread podcast um the and spread. the work that they do yeah the spread uh, okay. which is hosted by Kaz Lucas, right? Okay. So like that's become like an entire sort of curated space. So whereas me and Nana have used the, the written word a lot, right? Be mm-hmm. it in blogs, be it in books. Mm. Um, like Kaz has used the, the podcast medium, right? Mm-hmm. And has basically managed to like create this tiny empire around sort of the audio visual of it, right? Which speaks okay. a lot to sort of the digital nature of you know, the sex positive movement, right? Right, um, right. I've also seen people like sort of using sort of their own personal narratives a little bit more. But mm-hmm. like, like the way I said, it's, it's more of a, you know, I'm having sex positive moments mm-hmm. rather than like the way with say holler or adventures or, you know, the spread, right? Having right. that like sort of like landed, this is what I'm doing. This is my focus. This is, yeah, so it's it's interesting, like the way that you say that even though technically sex positivity has spread, you'll find mm-hmm. more people having conversations around sex online and stuff. But like in the way that sort of like the way I say that gravitas, that this is my focus, this is what I'm curating, this is my brand, you know, mm. to use what the youths are throwing around. Like, you know, is it on brand? Is it yeah. serving complete sex positivity? There's very little of that, especially on the content. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you see that mm-hmm. a lot more in the West. I've seen it a lot in the States mm-hmm. um, where like, you know, people will have like Afrosexology where mm-hmm. it's like a whole platform and stuff like yeah. that. But like I'll, here people, it'll be, it'll be more adding to like a bigger body of work that they're doing rather right. than it being the core That's focus standard. of their work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so just taking it a little back as well, just getting into the digital space, um, mm-hmm. regardless of what content you may have started out putting out there, what drew you to the digital space and what platform were you first really on that that was like, okay, this is a space I want to be in? Okay. So the digital space, I think it was, I think it, it was the idea that I wanted to reach more people, right? Mm -hmm. Because like the way I said, a lot of the work that was being done, especially within like queer things, was very much on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. And that actually used to be something that people used to go and holler about a lot, which is, you know, sorry, which is really cheeky. (laughs) Because now everybody's online with a grammar. No, I got this. I know I have one one podcast. I'll save the other ones for the next podcast. Um, But like, so yeah, like, so with that, it was a case of, because we also wanted to archive in a way that involved people in different countries, mm-hmm. there was no way that we could have just done this here, like physically mm-hmm. on the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been very, very cheeky to do that. Very, sometimes very South African 
thing <laughs> where you're like, by virtue of being in South Africa, I'm representing the continent. No, <laughs> right? No. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, if we want, because Hala was um, stands for Hub of Loving Action Africa. So mm-hmm. we can't be like Hub of Loving Action Africa, and then we only engage the Greater Cape Town area, right? Which is sure. where we were. So we decided to do the whole, um, you know, blog thing. We mm-hmm. want Blogspot initially. Oh, oh guys. Blogspot. Exposing myself. <gasps> I know. Want, oh, I know, babe. So we want Blogspot initially. And because um, of the nature of the work we've done, we'd known a couple of people in different countries. Uh, not too many. It was like three or something. And mm-hmm. we're like, please write for our platform. And obviously everyone was shy because people are like, I must just put my queerness online. Ah, it can't be us. No, it, it can't do it. Mm. Us, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we started with Blogspot. Then we're like, mm, Blogspot is weird. So we moved to WordPress. Mm-hmm. And then so now we start publishing things on WordPress. Just very loose like a goose. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember that one of the, we initially had to write most of the stuff. But we'd gotten a couple of submissions from like bots. Um, I think one person from Zim. From Botters and Botswana, not as Botswana, Botswana yeah. and a bot. Okay, no, not, no, a not bot. for in a bot. Okay. Bots is okay. in <laughs> All right, okay, um, just checking. One person from Nigeria. So, like, it started to grow like that. And then, um, mm-hmm. because also I didn't know that much about the digital space, mm-hmm. uh, somebody was like, you know, the way to get, like, it's nice that you're publishing this stuff, but who's reading it, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, and they're like, you need to open now uh, a Facebook page, mm-hmm. right? So, we opened up, instead of a Facebook page, I think we opened up a group. And then somebody's oh. like, Naji, I know, right? Like, when I say mercy, right? And then somebody <laughs> was like, no, you don't need a book, a group. You need a, a page, right? Mm. So then we opened up a Facebook page. And then somebody else was like, you need a Twitter. So we opened up a Twitter. Twitter and somebody was like, you need to be on Tumblr. And then we opened up a oh. Tumblr. And now by this time, Tiff is trying to, like, sit there with her internship and, like, trying to run all these little what's-its. And yeah, so like now it just got to a point where um, a lot of our, so now Hala has like this, you know, sort of network of social media things. So we have the Instagram that runs, the Twitter, the pla- the whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of that started as a means of getting people back to the original blog, mm. which is very ironic because at some point the blog not became forgotten, but we became like now obsessed with constantly, which is how like you and me met and stuff like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Being obsessed with like the Twitter space and right. you know posting on Facebook and stuff and like right. once in a while I'm like oh yeah yeah by the way go check out our website but look at our Twitter thread and look at our Twitter chat and then once you joined Instagram it was over. Like, it was late for you. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> the website and actually forgot about it for like oh zita lo. Okay, so no shame in our defense. We did keep it going for like a couple of years. And then the last, the, the website actually only got revitalized this year. Oh, we wow. didn't post on it for like two years. No, a mess, right? Wow. Because we became so obsessed with like our social media channels, mm-hmm. right? And keeping that going. And like, I think what made us come back to our website was people started calling us by our social media handles as opposed to Holla Africa. So somebody would come mm. up to me and they'd be like, oh, you run Instaholla. And I'm like, no, oh. Instaholla is not a thing. It's, it's, it's not a thing. It's, it's a part hand. of Holla Africa. It's hot, part of Holla Africa. And I was like, yarr, right? And then also yeah. all these offline projects we were doing. 
Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but like originally it was the online space was because we wanted to work continentally, right? Right. And realize right. that it was really the only way we could do it. Because at that time sure. there wasn't like funding coming in and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, so like to build that online community and stuff like that. So that was the the forest. And yeah, <laughs> our social media journey. Okay. But like now everything is back online. Finally again. Because we also went off Twitter for like okay. a year and some change, which was a lot. And why yeah. did you do that? So like, so the, there's the myth around Holler that we are a multiple person team, which is a lie. We are two <laughs> of us. And Holler is a passion project gone very like just right so and we and we've got our day jobs right so it's a case of like what we were feeling what we we're doing so like with the twitter because i was the main person running twitter so when i stopped feeling twitter holla stopped feeling twitter right mm-hmm. and because like that we're not accountable to anyone we are we're accountable to our community but when i was just like i was just like twitter's weird i don't want to be on twitter anymore so mm-hmm. i stopped logging on to twitter and Hollis stopped logging on to Twitter. And then I woke up and it was two years later. And oh, we yeah. haven't tweeted anything. <laughs> now that's that's I really interesting what you say about Twitter because I think a lot of people have had this experience of at some point just being like, for some reason, Twitter is specifically toxic in a certain way. Was that it your experience stopped, of it? Yeah, it just stopped being the one. Like it moves so quickly. People are always catching feelings, like. It just, it just became a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like me, mm-hmm. I was just like, people are always catching feelings. And then also, like the way I said, the problem, one of the good things and the bad things about Holla is that it's very us driven. Mm-hmm. So it was, so we also left Twitter around the time we discovered Instagram. Uh-huh. And we were so loving. So me and Sipu, who's the other person who runs Holla, we were loving Instagram. Instagram. We were like, what do you mean? We moved to Dilbert. <laughs> We posting, we doing things like, and it fit both of our personalities mm-hmm. because I could find like, you know, funny things on Instagram and right. she really loves the visuals. So we just pouring all our hearts into like Instagram. Um, we linked it to the Facebook. So the Facebook was now running. We, we, ju- we both, our hearts jumped off Facebook like 2015 or something, mm-hmm. a mess, right? Mm-hmm. But like the fact that you can link the two meant that the Facebook still runs. So we good. Mm-hmm. and yeah so just there was something about twitter where i was just like i think i just got tired of it yeah so and like the space just felt like a lot also the pace at which it moved yeah yeah is is yeah. really it's quite disconcerting it's very yeah. disconcerting like it's it's popcorn it's like everything is yeah. changing pop 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 constantly 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 you can tweet something come back and it's viral you can mm-hmm. tweet something, come back, no one's looked at it. I, like, right. I, don't, I don't understand the <laughs> algorithm. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do on there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so like, and also I think we also just got into like a whole bunch of other projects. We woke up mm-hmm. and apparently books became a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we moved to Joburg, space creation, physical space creation became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because we got to be the hot new young things. Of in course, Joburg. of course. Yeah, no, that didn't last long. Don't worry about it. <laughs> At some point, everyone moves on. Yes, it always it always moves on. There's always a cycle. Keep that Beyonce fame. Like she's saying, like coming back and and right. Keep going. And we don't know how to keep. We're just here. Like, are we still current or not? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Right. Right. So, like, it was just a case of just 
constantly yeah and also keeping up with multiple platforms when you're just two people yeah yeah that sounds hectic and I think one thing that we've had conversations about before is the role of Tumblr when I mean Tumblr is now considered you know defunct no one's really I had a feeling you're going to say defunct (laughs) and then (laughs) yeah yeah is it not is it not oh shit exactly (laughs) it is defunct unfortunately because you know it was this really interesting space i think you know a lot of was it rupee core for example you know these poets who really come up and become really famous internationally i think they started from tumblr and just having these Mm. like succinct powerful impactful posts and you know it was just this different community and you've talked very fondly about tumblr in the past what 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 was it about spaces like that that you know got you feeling like oh this is a really good space for me to be in so tumblr like was where you could get all your not safe for work stuff right like Mm -hmm. tumblr was the sort of platform version of you know your your um what's it called on twitter uh the, the account that you, the, your unofficial your account. Your burner account. Your burner yes. account. Yes. Yeah. So like, so like Tumblr was kind of like the platform version of a burner account, you know? Uh-huh. So like where people could go and be their best whatever like, right? Mm-hmm. So if you like to post your titties, then that's where you go. If you wanted to post mm-hmm. your poetry, that's where you go. If mm-hmm. you want to go and be messy as like a famous person, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen mm-hmm. like, People like even Mozilla Firefox used to have a Tumblr account. Oh, and, did they? Yeah, and it was one of the most hilarious accounts. They were just messy. And somebody okay. was like, this is official Mozilla. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and they were just messy on the time. They were like, listen, I'm in my burner feelings. They're in their burner feelings. It was amazing. And I think that was the thing. So even with um, one of the things that we really loved about Tumblr is we that's where we used to get all of our content that we would then mm-hmm. go and put on other platforms right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and so now when we decided that we are going to stay in our lane do our squats and base our scalp and sex positivity was going to be our brand right uh-huh. it wasn't just going to be lgbtq yeah, yeah. right like, we can't we can't all do everything okay no so we were like okay cool we're doing like lgbtqia plus content but it is very very specifically sex positive and sex focused mm-hmm. we couldn't get that content anywhere else yeah. right so now yeah. we're doing pretty friday and we're doing um all sorts of those other things because that's what we used to post like on our especially our facebook page because that mm-hmm. that at one point was our most active thing our facebook page mm-hmm. um and even eventually when we went on to instagram that's where we used to get a lot of our content and not even just um like sex positive content but queer positive content, mm, right? Mm. Like stuff that was colorful, stuff like, you know, that like what you now see on like TikTok and even on yeah. Instagram, you know, couples kissing, couples mm-hmm. hugging, you know, mm-hmm. the like, you know, graphics soft and stuff life. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, soft life, all that stuff that wasn't like soggy and discrimination. Mm-hmm. And, 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 mm-hmm. All that mm-hmm. soft life stuff was on Tumblr and mm-hmm. it was all concentrated there. So like, you know, all of the quirky stuff that you now see on TikTok and all of the kissing couples that you now see on yeah. Instagram and, you know, even some of the funny, quirky thoughts you see on Twitter, all mm-hmm. of that was concentrated in the sex positive and queer 
positive way mm-hmm. on Tumblr, right? Because mm-hmm. people would go and, like I said, be in their burner feelings. So they're mm-hmm. creating from like their, their heart and their soul and their loins right. and stuff like that. And then, ah, I don't know, bruh. like just Tumblr just went left at the last right. And what happened to it? What, what, I've never so I was a Tumblr person. So what, what exactly happened? What led to it kind so of going out of style? Gather for us, for our personal thing, I don't know what happened. With the, I think the queer community and the sex positive community were kind of linked Mm-hmm. But also, when they started doing the crack, the, so I think they were sold to someone or something. Oh. I'm not even sure what's up. But basically, when um, all of these social media platforms started cracking down on um, sort of, you know, community guidelines and things, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who got caught up in the net. So obviously, mm-hmm. all of our sex positive content caught up in that net. And oh, true, wow. we knew that was gone. But now the problem is wow. there's a lot of sort of sexuality stuff that got caught up in that net as well. Mm-hmm. And because one of the biggest driving forces, well, the two biggest driving forces are Tumblr. Literally what made Tumblr. Whatever it is they want to say about their identity. Two things made Tumblr. Yeah. The sex and the queerness. So now when your net is catching up, yeah. literally the whole, all of the yeah. fish, yeah. You, you'll just want to leave like six people doing weird stuff. Yeah. Right? Because... <laughs> There was so much about Tumblr where their identity was around sex and sexuality mm-hmm, in its mm-hmm. different forms, be it problematic, be it this, be it that, mm-hmm. like whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now when they started doing their crackdown, basically so much of their content that drove the platform mm-hmm. was like caught up in this net. And then next thing you know, I but who's now on? Now we've all gone elsewhere. Like right. I must even delete the Tumblr app from my phone. I don't know what it's doing there. You Spending still have it? I do because sometimes I go on there, especially during Pride Month, when I'm like, look, uh, everything keeps being regurgitated on like Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Like we're trying to bring something fresh. Yeah. Right, right. Goes down. But apparently people are going back. That's what I heard. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, but that's that a, a lie. good move. Well, <laughs> let's see how it goes. All right. I hope that you enjoyed listening to that. And I look forward to having you on the second part of this uh, two-part series or episode. Uh, As always, as I said in the beginning, please do get in touch. Uh, The uh, contact information on Twitter is at Native Podcast. You can email us at info at digitallynativepodcast.com. You can find the LinkedIn and Facebook pages at the Digitally Native Podcast with Fungai Machirori. And if you'd like to be added to our mailing list to receive our monthly mail, uh, which includes opportunities, news, and other information that you might find of interest in the digital world, please do subscribe. You can find the subscribe button on the uh, on the official podcast website, which is www.digitallynativepodcast.com. All right. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, do please take care of yourself and be well.